Hi, Mama. So excited to continue to be with you today. I guess I say continue because I've been sitting here for a while chatting with you. I don't know if you're also listening back to back, hanging out with me, but I, um, yeah, I'm just excited to, to, to keep talking to you and to continue our series on preparing for the postpartum time. Uh, I am doing that myself right now. And so this is just extra fun for me to get to share uh, what I'm doing with you and to share with you my experience um, after having two kids and trying to prepare for my third, I, I feel like I've learned a few things. I'm not perfect, but none of us are and we don't need to be. So I'm excited to continue sharing that with you today. We're going to talk. Uh, this is the second part of our talk on how to prepare mentally for the postpartum period. And we talked last time about talking with our spouse, preparing that way, um, taking care of babies, my favorite. And we're going to keep talking about a few things today, including how to prepare your kids if this is a second, third, fourth, etc. sibling for them. So I'm excited to go there with you. Hey, make sure, uh, we, I'm not going to talk about this in the episode exactly, but make sure you're not doing this alone. You need to have some people in your corner as you are about to go into this. And hopefully that's, um, you know, through your church and through friendships and your community. But, you know, if, if you don't have a ton of support there, first of all, I encourage you to dive into a church right now and get plugged in before your baby comes because you're going to need those people and you, that's, that's God's plan for you for thriving. But also if you just want some online community to, to share questions with, to share concerns with, to ask for prayer, uh, our morning mama collective in Facebook is such a great place to find that it's led by my friend, Lauren. She's amazing. She's such an encourager and has so much wisdom to offer. And yeah, we would just love to see you over there. And there's so many amazing mamas that are trying to do this journey, uh, also <laughs> of loving God and loving their kids and, yeah, it's just crazy. So come find us. You can uh, find the link in the show notes. You can go into Facebook and search Morning Mama Collective. It's crazy how fast the group is growing. It's just such an honor and blessing to get to be there with you. So go do that. Make sure you're not doing this alone, whatever that looks like. And yeah, um, besides that, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome to the Morning Mama Podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, mama. So this is our second part of continuing to talk about preparing mentally for the postpartum time. And I want to start off with kind of like a tag along to the last one I ended on. I was talking about taking care of babies and how that can help you get on a loose schedule. Again, do not use it to uh, dictate your life, to make you come home every time there's a nap. Um, Kara is good about talking about that, but you know, this is just to help you. You don't have to let that rule your life. You're in charge. But with that, something that I found really helpful, and if you don't already do this, it's just, it's such a quick little thing, but is to make sure you're tracking your 
sleep uh, schedule for your kiddos and your feeding schedule. And just to like physically write it down. Now, this can look a couple of different ways. Um, with my son, my firstborn, I had this crazy complicated chart that I made. It was actually kind of cool. Uh, and it, I put it on like a cardstock paper and I, I got some of those uh, things you can kind of laminate it with and have like a laminating machine. It's just two papers that stick together over a paper to laminate it. And then I got a marker that is like a dry erase marker and would write in it. And so every day I would track, okay, this is the time he ate and this is the time he, I don't remember what else was on that chart. It was very complicated. It was before my days of taking care of babies, I think. Uh, I also was trying to figure out breastfeeding. And so there was so many, like he had just had his tongue tie corrected. And so I had to do all these extra exercises. And I was in a lot of pain with my breasts because of uh, breastfeeding. And so I had to do all these extra things to help heal them. And it was just chaos. So there was like 15 things I had to mark off each day. <laughs> but because there was 15 things, it was so helpful to have it physically in front of me on a piece of paper. So if you're in that world too, definitely maybe get like a physical paper out. But a lot of times it, with my second child, uh, it wasn't as complicated. And I would just write it in my phone. And every day I would have like a running note of like, okay, this is the time they slept. This is the time they ate. And I would just kind of keep track of it. And that really just helped me to clear up brain space. So I don't have to remember like what time I did what. And, you know, I had to remember to write it down. But overall, it was uh, pretty easy. And then I could actually start, you know, creating the schedule before the day. So once you get on a good system, a good routine, you start to get the patterns and you start to get the sleep patterns, the eating patterns. And so then the next day, you know, oh, these times are probably going to be the same. And so you kind of copy and paste and then you can edit if it's if it changes, right? If it's 30 minutes off one way or the other or whatever that is. So that's just a quick one. Definitely write it down. It's going to help your mind so much. It's the best. Okay. Next one I have for you before we jump into how to help your kids prepare is you need to make sure that you are accepting help. And so as we're preparing mentally, I want you to mentally go into this knowing that you cannot do this alone, knowing that this is, this is meant to, what is it? Village raises the kids. Of, what, what's the saying? It takes a village. I think it's as simple as that, right? Uh, anyways, we, we, we aren't meant to do this time alone. And if we try to, it's just going to be so crazy. And so when people offer to help, say yes, accept it. Often they don't know what you need. And so you have to be clear, but they actually do want to help. And so you don't have to pretend like, oh, we're okay. We don't need that. No, thanks. Don't worry about it. Right? No. Say, oh, wow. You want to help? Thank you so much. Hey, you know, what would be really helpful is some meals right now. Or, hey, you know, what would be really helpful is holding the baby so I can go shower. Or, you know, what would be really helpful is doing my dishes. Um, you know, get super specific. Like, and don't be afraid to ask for, for things that might not be as appealing, right? Like everyone wants to hold the baby. That is helpful. But a lot of times what is more helpful are all of the other things. And you are actually fine just holding your baby or putting your baby to sleep or whatever it is. You know, this was challenging, especially with my second, because I kind of, you know, knew more what I was doing. I knew the schedule, the routine, I, it, it just all flowed a lot easier. And, and with the wake windows for a newborn, they're very small. 
And, you know, initially breastfeeding can take a long time. And so what would happen is I would breastfeed and then there would be, you know, such a short amount of time, which also means I have to change them. I have to, you know, there's just so many little things to do, right? And so by the time I changed the baby and got everything set and fed them and all the things, it usually was time to put them down again. Um, or there was like just a few minutes. And so to go and hand it off, hand the baby off to someone just felt like it wasn't worth it. And I wanted the baby to get a good nap and whatever it is. And so I I found that for the first, and I don't remember how long, I want to say first month, maybe it was just a couple weeks. I I don't remember exactly the specifics, but for that first portion of time, I was the main one that would take care of the baby. And I found that what was most helpful is if someone else helped with my toddler and I could just focus on the baby. I could focus on feeding. I could focus on all these things, right? And there's just so much bonding that happens and you need to do the skin to skin. And there's just so many things to do. Tummy time, right? Like it's, it's just endless. It feels like those lists and the wake windows are so small. And so it was so helpful for someone to take my toddler, take him to the park, make sure he got his energy out. He was entertained. He was loved. He was fed, right? All of the things. And I know that was probably challenging, you know, cause I live close to my mother-in-law and my mom. And I imagine for both of them, you know, and, and other people as well. And even dad, like my husband, like he, he would have a part and he would definitely help and take her, but I know he wanted more time with her, but really like in those initial moments, initial weeks, I was kind of the one that made more sense for me to take over of the baby. And so for, for all of them, I know it was a little bit challenging because they, they kind of wanted to get to know this new baby. They wanted those snuggles. They wanted to know who this person was. And I kind of got that first take at it. Like I, I got to know her first, which was so, such, so special. And you know, obviously we made time for, um, my husband to, to get time with her and, you know, that my mom and mother-in-law also, I would, you know, let sometimes let the baby sleep on them if they really wanted those snuggles or I would, you know, find moments they could hold the baby, even if it was just for like a few minutes. Right. Uh, I, I made it a point to do that, but the way that they helped was mostly taking my toddler. And that again, is probably not how they imagined helping because who doesn't want to just take over the baby? It's often easier. Sometimes toddlers are a little more challenging, right? Uh, but that was what I needed in that time. And they wanted to care for me and they wanted to help me. And so I I was able to express that and, and we were able to work on that. And so make sure that you communicate the way that's going to be most helpful for people to help you. <laughs> make sure that you are not adding complication to your life by saying yes to people helping you. Because sometimes, you know, if if we don't share specifics, we're going to be helped in ways that aren't actually helpful. But they probably have great intentions. We just need to communicate more. So just keep that in mind. Accept all the help. Accept all the food, all the babysitting, all of the things. And just know you know, if you're like me, where it's easier for you to take over the baby for the most part in those first weeks, just know it will change. I know I had a fear with my daughter, like, oh, I feel like I'm the only one getting to know her. I feel like I'm the only, I'm hogging her, right? Like I'm stealing all this time. 
but it changed and everyone now knows and loves her very well. And they got plenty of baby snuggles and they bonded perfectly well. Like it, it, it's just a very short period of time where it's like that. And then it starts getting a lot easier around the, the month, two month mark, whatever that looks like. And so, so just be okay with that and, and just express what you need. All right, now I just want to transition to talking about how to prepare your kids. So if you have um, another child or multiple children, this is some of the ways that I helped prepare my child for the birth of his sister. So um, my son was just over two when my daughter was born. And these are some of the ways that a lot of these I got from different blogs and research because I was like, how do I prepare for this? How do I help him transition? You know, he gets all of our attention. And I think in some ways that transition from one to two can be one of the hardest because, you know, your child is used to being the center, like uh, hopefully not the center of your world because we've talked about how, you know, God needs to be above your child. Their husband needs to be above your child. And some, in a lot of ways, you need to be above your child, right? And so hopefully they're not the complete center, but they're used to not having to share your attention besides with your husband. And so this can be so shocking and hard for them to, to, to see you a caring and loving someone else. Now, just because it's hard doesn't mean it's not good. I think this is really healthy for kids and really good and, and strengthens them and strengthens your family. It's so good, but the transition can be really hard. And so I I knew I wanted to do everything I could to prepare us for this. Now, I do want to say it still, even with all of our preparation, was really, really challenging. I remember some of those days, the initial it was kind of in that period, like after a lot of the help had, had gone, you know, the first weeks, month or so, I don't know at what point it was, you know, I had a lot of help. My husband was home more. My, my mom was around and not that, you know, I think my mom wasn't living here at the time. So I think she had flown back. And so it was, you know, my husband went back to work. And so it was just me and the kids and my mother-in-law would help too, but you know, they can only help so much. And so there was a lot of just me and the kids. And it was, I remember many days where I was just crying, like, especially if we had to try and go somewhere or, you know, my son really struggled. Like when I would be nursing my daughter, he would just get so jealous and, and really have a hard time. And, um, you know, he would try and hit her at times and it was, it was not fun. (laughs) And I remember I, I went one day to my chiropractor um, and it was one of the worst days of all of it. And, you know, I also was upset because I had gotten angry and so I felt really bad about that. And, you know, it just, it was so hard. And I remember coming and she could tell I was upset and she was like, just, you know, without me even saying anything, she started telling me stories about her transition from one to two and, um, you know, how she just felt like she had made the worst mistake at first of having another baby and how could she do this to her baby and how would she ruin their family? And, you know, it just was, it was so challenging and you know, and then she said, um, she had a moment and she said, she's like, it's probably like a year in, but there was a moment where I was standing at the kitchen window and looking outside and they were playing together. And I was like, okay, okay, this was all worth it. This was the right decision. (laughs) And so that's just like one, just knowing that she had those feelings of like, 
how, why did I do this? I ruined everything. Like how, how is this ever going to be okay? And, you know, knowing that those feelings were normal and that she had walked through the same ones made me feel so much better. And then also knowing that there was hope that it wouldn't always feel this way, that like I actually was really blessing my son, you know, by giving him a sibling. And I I think that's true for your kids. So, so just know that even as you prepare, it's not going to be perfect. It is going to be hard. There's going to be many challenges that you face and, and there's going to be a lot of transition that has to go on, but it doesn't mean we don't prepare. You know, we, we do as much preparation as we can and then we go with it and God's got us in the middle and we will get through these hard seasons. They will end. This too shall pass and we will get through it. But here are the ways that I, I did prepare and, um, I thought that they were helpful for our family. And so I hope that they're helpful for you. Um, so the first thing that this is something I read on some blog at some point is to have your kids buy a kid or kids have buy a gift for the baby and then also have the baby buy a gift for them. And we had so much fun with this one. I took my son to Target one day and said, okay, you can pick out anything for baby sister that you want. What do you want to give her? And we spent like probably an hour, hour and a half there as he went through all of the toys. Eventually I kind of narrowed it down. I was like, well, she's a baby. I think something fluffy would be nice, you know? Um, and (laughs) not like, you know, cars or whatever it was that he wanted to get her. (laughs) And so he started going through all the different stuffed animals and looking at all of them and thinking through all of them. And oh my goodness, it was, it took forever, but it was so sweet. Just, he was already starting to think about what she might like and starting to think about how to care for her and how to love her. And I just, I loved, it's such a good memory to me um, because I I think it was the beginning of him really caring for her. Now, I think even most moments before that he would, he would love her too. Cause you know, he would kiss my belly and hug her and talk to her. And that was so sweet. But I just love this moment of him picking something out for her. And, um, it just, he just got her like this stuffed dog and dogs at that time were really important to him. And so it just was, it's such a special moment. And then it was so fun that, you know, he got to give that to her and she still has it. And so we get to look at it and be like, you know, Bubba gave that to you before you were born. And it's just so special for all of us. And so I highly recommend that. And then I got him like a little toy. I think it was a camera. Um, because then he could take pictures of her. Uh, and I got him that camera as a gift from her and I just wanted him to know, you know, obviously she can't pick that up, but he doesn't know that. (laughs) And so just him to know that she also is going to care for him and, um, just, there's going to be this beautiful reciprocal relationship. And so, and really the camera was a great idea because he did, you know, in his little two-year-old hands, try and take little pictures of her and, Oh, it was just so precious. So I definitely recommend that. We are going to go do that soon for with my kiddos to prepare for this baby coming. And I'm getting excited for that because it was, it was so fun. All right, the next one um, is just to have a baby doll around. So especially like if you, you know, maybe you have a boy and you've never thought about getting them a doll. I think boys and girls, dolls are great for them, little baby dolls. Um, I mean, we want to raise good fathers too, right? And so I think it's great. Sometimes they're not as interested, so I I get that. Uh, You know, I know my daughter has been far more interested in babies than my son was. Um, But he had moments where he loved his babies. So 
I think just having a baby around to help the, get them used to the idea. You can, um, you know, the, my pediatrician even told me like, you should just carry that baby with you everywhere and have them get used to you holding it. And I love that advice. I was not up for the task, but if you feel like you want to go all the way, I think that's great. But you know, we would, uh, we would practice rocking the baby and practice holding the baby's neck right and practice burping the baby gently. And, you know, I even got a baby that could go, uh, in water and so we could practice giving the baby a bath and it just kind of got my son and we have lots of babies now got you know them both used to the idea of what this baby's going to look like what it's going to be like to have a baby and um just help them visualize like what it's going to look like and i just think there's a lot of good that can come from that all right the next one i have for you is um talk to them a lot about what is about to happen and with that, a really good way to do this is by reading books. We got some new books. I know, uh, I don't think we got any new ones this time around, but with my son, we had a, a handful of books that were about a new baby coming. And both in the books and in our conversations, we weren't trying to sugarcoat it. Like we, we talked about both sides of it. We talked about how exciting it was and how special and, you know, he's going to be a big brother now and, you know, all these, these great things. Right. But we also talked about, Oh, it's going to be hard though. The baby's going to cry a lot. And, you know, explaining that just because the baby's crying, it doesn't mean anything's wrong. That's just how the baby communicates. And, you know, we just talked through all the nuances that would go on. And we talked about how mommy would, you know, have a lot uh, that she needed to focus on, that she wouldn't just be able to play with him all the time, that she would also have to do these other things, right? And so just have lots of conversations. And, you know, obviously my son was two at the time, so he didn't fully grasp everything, but I tried to talk to him about all of the challenges and all of the good and all of the nuances that he might face in becoming a big brother. And, you know, I know even like Daniel Tiger has some really great episodes on this. We love Daniel Tiger around here. Um, and so like watching those and just trying as much to talk through it. And if your kids are a little bit older, even that's even better. You can have a lot better conversations and, and then ask them questions too, if they're old enough, like, Hey, how are you feeling about this? Is there anything you're worried about? What are you most excited for? Um, what, how can I help you during this time? Like, what do you need? Right? Just get them talking and thinking and, and help them be engaged in this process. All right. The last couple ones I have for you. Uh, the first one is just another tip I read on a blog somewhere and I did find it helpful is just to get a, a couple new toys for your kids for when you're nursing or feeding the baby. Um, and this, and, and you put them away and they only get taken out when you are feeding the baby. And so they, they remain special. They remain extra fun. They, you know, keep their attention for longer. And, you know, I think with my, my two kids now, this might not be as important because they really play a lot with each other and they, you know, just do, do well with that. They're kind of used to that. But with my son, especially, I think this was really helpful because he had this special like Duplo Lego set that, that he would get to play with only when I was nursing the baby. And, um, while it was still challenging at many times, I think it did just help him keep him occupied and, you know, um, a, a new toy just keeps them engaged for longer. And now I'm not an advocate of having a million toys around the house. Um, I think there's just ways to do this. Like, I think this was a toy that he had been given for his birthday at like a, a couple months prior and we had 
stash it in the closet because he got so many toys he didn't need them all at once and so we pulled it out for this and it really worked well I can still like picture me sitting in the chair feeding my baby girl and he was playing with his his firehouse uh Duplo Lego set and it's just yeah some good memories there so definitely think this is a, a helpful one to implement not so much a mental preparation for them but just just helpful for you mentally when the baby's here so all right, the last one that I have for you is to draw your kiddos, especially if they're little, um, draw them a book of what is about to happen. So I did this with my son and we pulled out some construction paper. I made a little book and I drew little stick figure pictures of what it would look like for when I went into labor and I went into the hospital and, you know, grandma came over to watch him and then we're going to come home with this little baby, right? Like all of the steps of what that would look like because it's so hard for them to imagine, especially when they're little, right? They, they just can't can't fathom it. And so when you draw pictures, it really helps them kind of solidify it. And so I made that for him and let him color in it a little bit. And we would read it all the time. And he loved that book. And I even showed it to him recently. And he's uh, just turned four. And he just he just thought it was so cool. And I just loved it and wanted to read it again. And so I think this is just such a cool way to help them understand. Um, I, you know, literally drew pictures of like, my, my big belly. And then, oh, all of a sudden it's going to be time, you know, for, for me to go. And, you know, whatever kind of birth you're going to have, you can do the same thing. You know, if you're going to have a home birth or a whatever else, and there's other kinds, <laughs> you can show pictures of that and just help them understand, you know, what's going on and that you're not leaving them. Like this is just for a time. You're going to come back a couple of days later. They're going to have so much fun with whoever it is while you're gone. And it's, it's just so, um, cool to visually. And it was even just fun to, to map it out and to look myself at like what that would look like and to think about that time. Um, and two, as I was, as I was thinking through that, you know, um, another little practical tip I have heard, and you might've heard this too, but when you walk in the door, um, have the baby in the carrier instead of in your arms. And this can just be a really like great way to first introduce the baby to your child. Um, and that way, you know, you still have arms to hug them and they can, um, understand this baby's separate from you. And it can kind of be an easier, softer, gentler way of introducing the baby to them. And obviously that's just initially like the baby's going to be in your arms a lot after that, but that can, that can be helpful. It's a tip that I heard at one point. So, um, I hope these help you. Yeah, just to to make sure that you are thinking through for yourself, for your husband, for your kids, what this journey is going to be like. And, you know, how, again, if you're a first-time parent, it's hard to fathom it all. And so just preparing as much as you can, knowing it's going to be messy. It's going to be imperfect. It's going to have hard, hard moments of sleeplessness and big emotions and just feeling like you're failing. Honestly, there's, there's many moments of that because you're just, especially when you're trying to learn to be a parent, it's, it's so hard to feel like you're doing enough. And I know we talk about that a lot here because that's something that almost every mom battles 
at some point. And in those first moments, that can absolutely be true. And so just make sure you're, you're, you're preparing yourself and then um, helping your kids take that journey with you too and making sure you guys are all one big team fighting together for this new exciting phase that you're going to be on. And I'm excited to continue talking about preparation with you. We're going to go into spiritual preparation and um, go even deeper, go into like what that looks like to prepare for this season, for the birth spiritually. And I'm excited to share a little bit about my birth story with my daughter with you. And um, yeah, just continue helping you get prepared as I get prepared. Let me just pray for you. God, I just thank you for the gift of life. God, I thank you that we... Oh, get the honor of this task of raising humans. Wow, so incredible. And God, I just pray for every mama listening. You would just help prepare her mentally. God, um, just even set expectations in her heart, Lord, that she might need to have, God, of um, how she's going to navigate this. And maybe that it'll be hard or maybe that it it won't be as hard as she thinks or whatever it is. God, just prepare her mind, God, um, and, and just help her to prepare her family's mind as well, that you would also prepare her husband's mind and her kids mind and just get everyone ready for this new exciting change that is coming god we just are, are so excited and we love you and we praise you in jesus name we pray amen love you mama If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you.